0: Welcome back to another episode of 10 Minute Mood brought to you by Sydney City Psychology. This episode features our psychologist, Alan, talking about performance psychology. The episode is filled with an exploration of how some of the world's elite athletes use performance psychology, as well as some tips for how you can use performance psychology in your game. I hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Alan Healey, psychologist here at Sydney City Psychology. Over 30 years, I've worked in sports psychology, performance psychology, and clinical psychology. During that time, I've assisted regular players, elite athletes, and professionals. Now, as the Australian Summer of Professional Tennis and Cricket comes to completion, and the football season commences, consider the mental skills of the world's top players. How did they get to be mentally tough? Why do some players seem to have the right stuff, and others don't? Well, if you follow the players closely during interview, read magazine articles and book chapters, you will see the occasional hint regarding their well-trained mental skills. Many of them work with performance psychologists, but few of them refer to this in public. So let's listen to the thought processes of some of the world's best players. We're going to look at Rafael Nadal, one of the best tennis players of all time, Jordan Spieth, one of the best golfers of all time and pro tennis player Milos Raonic. Firstly, consider the pre-match preparation of Rafael Nadal. In his book, titled Rafa, My Story, he describes his pre-game ritual which helps to move him into his own personal zone. He says, 45 minutes before the game was scheduled to start, I took a cold shower, freezing cold water. I do this before every match. It's the point before the point of no return, the first step in the last phase of what I call my pre-game ritual. Under the cold shower, I enter a new space in which I feel my power and resilience grow. I'm a different man when I emerge. I'm activated. I'm in the flow, as sports psychologists describe, is a state of alert concentration, which the body moves by pure instinct, like a fish in a current. Nothing else exists but the battle ahead. Notice the reference to flow and Sports Psychologist. Raphael obviously works on his mental skills with professionals. Secondly, consider Jordan Spieth's competition preparation when he was interviewed on television immediately after winning the Australian Open Golf in Sydney on the 20th of November 2016. The interviewer commented that Jordan had now won the tournament twice and also finished second. Jordan replied to the camera, yeah I love it here, we love coming back here, changing golf courses, different tournament venues, very different golf course but we embraced the challenge, we got in kind of early, we were out at the course here Sunday before a week ago, really trying to learn what we can about a new place. Now as a psychologist I know that Jordan has just described the actions of desensitization and familiarization with a new course finally consider how pro tennis player milos raonic dealt with the enormity of his opponent's reputation when he defeated roger federer in a semi-final at the 2016 wimbledon tennis championships in a subsequent press conference milos said my attitude kept me in the match and i think that's what made the biggest difference i was quite vocal but I was always positive and I was always looking for a solution. Two years ago, I bottled up all the difficulties I had on court and never got it out. Today, I found a way to keep plugging away, keep myself in the match, and then sort of turn it around. I was quite more vocal and a lot more positive on court. He said, you're playing who Roger is today, not who he's been for the past few years. So I try to focus on that, and what you need to do, and try not to spend too much time and attention thinking about him, because, especially for myself, i got to always worry about myself first. This is the style of thinking that should be utilised by those who have to play an opponent with a big reputation or a higher ranking. For example, think about Australia versus Argentina in the recent World Cup. The entire team seemed to be completely hypnotised by the presence of the world-famous Lionel Messi. The next thing we're going to do is look at the opposite to mental toughness. This was found when top-level bowlers in English cricket were interviewed by a psychologist. They were asked about what happens in their minds when they choke, get nervous, or tighten up. The results were very personal and included thoughts such as the following. It's happening again. I really panicked then. It felt like the ball was stuck in my hand and I was telling myself when to let go of the ball. And of course, you can't do that. It's too late. Another player said, I was totally aware of my embarrassment. I couldn't concentrate. My mind was full of panic and confusion. And another player said, I looked like I didn't have any coordination and I hate people thinking I'm not coordinated. I am very self conscious. I like to look good and do everything well. I like things to go right. I want to impress people, and it's all to do with the level of importance that you attach to people. All of these players could have benefited from performance psychology. Performance psychology is now superseded sports psychology and includes the latest research in cognitive behavior therapy, skill acquisition, and other more specialized applications In psychology so now we ask how can you learn to improve your game well there are several mental skills that have now been defined and developed into learnable techniques and processes let's talk about the essential four mental skills of motivation concentration confidence and control firstly let's talk about motivation Powerful research and understanding in cognitive behaviour therapy shows us that motivation is best conceptualised as the process of working for a reward. The essential issue is to identify the reward that will drive you to work the long and painful hours that are necessary. When the long-term reward is powerful enough, you will endure the pain of long training sessions. Consider the Olympic swimmers who are faced down in the bottom of a cold pool four years at a time. They're all aiming for a gold medal, which is an image in their minds. Secondly, concentration. Now regarded as the contents of your attention at any one point in time. Well, this sounds obvious, but as the cricketers above showed us, thoughts that were task irrelevant crowded their minds and produced poor results. Therefore, you have to learn what it is that you focus on during practice when you are performing well and then conscientiously keep these thoughts in mind when playing. With practice this mindset will become automatic and you will not need to consciously attend to swing thoughts and movement instructions. The third metal skill is confidence. The long history of research into skill acquisition tells us that skills are automated with practice and that in conjunction with the above concentration skills, The desired movement will be produced when required. Confidence therefore becomes an expectation that you no longer have to attend to movement mechanics. And this frees your brain to focus on the strategies and variables in the current game. The fourth metal skill we'll talk about today is control. Emotion regulation is essential in the production of both gross and fine motor skills. The research on inner zones, technically referred to as flow during sport, has demonstrated two main topics for application. Firstly, psychology can train you to enter a zone of perfect concentration, but this doesn't instantly produce superior performance. Secondly, the act of centering your emotions, neither too high nor too low, creates a more optimal mental state which allows for best mental activity. You can then utilize your freed up mental capacity to plan strategies, take mental notes of your opponent, attend to course management and other sports relevant activities. Whereas the extremes of emotion, whether too high or too low, actually reduce mental clarity and allow for more mistakes, which then creates the vicious circle of mistake, emotion, and reduced clarity and then more mistakes. Let's look at a perfect example Of the use of emotion control, which occurred in the 2023 Australian Open Tennis Championships. After defeating the fourth seed Carolina Garcia, Polish tennis player Magda Lynette, in a post match interview, attributed her winning performance to six months of working on her emotional management. This shows what I've said previously that a lot of the top level players are working with performance psychologists but they're not actually talking about it in public. Another thing you can do is use the power of role models and vicarious experience when watching the world's best to energize your game. Watch what they do and see if you can identify how they think and how they develop their mental toughness. Now, if you're interested in using performance psychology to enhance your game, contact me at Sydney City Psychology. Have a good game.